Um, let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 2. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to go through it all. <laughs> but um, I will give you enough to carry you through. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 2. And then once you have it, you could, you could go ahead and um, rest on your feet. I'm going to read a couple of verses because I think that's all I'm going to be able to get to anyway. <clears throat> Amen. Why are you on your feet? Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God, let God arise. Oh, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise, his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God, let God arise. Acts chapter 2, verse number 14. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 14. I'm going to be reading from the uh, New Living Translation. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Mike said we're going to be reading from the ESV. So let's go to the ESV. It says, but Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words, for these people are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see vision, and your old men shall dream dreams, even on my male servants and female servants. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Glory to God. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Let us pray. Father, we do thank you. We glorify you. We honor you because you're a God and God alone. Father, we praise you for... for for, for just being here today, just being in your presence, God, is, 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 is enough for us, Lord God, because we understand that in the presence of the Lord is still the fullness of joy. Father, Lord God, if, if anyone lacks joy, Lord God, if we just step in your presence, Lord, Father, it puts a smile on our face. It puts joy in our spirit because your word says so. So, Father, Lord God, we pray that everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord, that they be revived, refreshed, Lord God. God, and ready to receive your word. We pray that your word does what it do, Lord. We pray that it heals, deliver, make free, Lord God, and save, Lord God, on today. We give you honor, give you all praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may have your seats. Glory to God. Amen. I know the children are dismissed. All right. So now at this point in time, um, these 100 or 20 people or so um, are filled with the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, both same and one. P 
people, some, some people use different, different wordings. Um, I like saying the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something we say the Holy Ghost. You know, it's, it's, it just seems like it's like, oh, it's like, yeah. You know, so, so, so they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And if anyone has ever been filled with the Holy Ghost, they know that there are certain things you are not going to put up with. There are certain things when you feel with the Holy Ghost, certain things you just going to say, uh-uh, it's not going to go on in my presence. Certain things goes on, but when a person feels the Holy Ghost comes, they say, no, certain things have got to cut out. No, I'm not saying that um, you're, you're going around telling people off as if you were still in the world and getting people straight and telling them a party or giving them a piece of your mind. I'm not saying anything like that, but I'm just saying you can't just sit back and allow things to go on as usual when you have the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost gets in you, there's a boldness that overtakes you and you can't help but walk in the power of the Spirit of God unless you quench the Spirit. Unless, um, another version said, unless you extinguish the Spirit. That's the only way that you do nothing. Has anybody ever been prompted, you know, while just casually walking by someone who wasn't walking, you just wanted to just lay hands on them and say, walk in the name of Jesus. You know, you know, because that's just a prompting up, because that's what the Holy Spirit do. That's what the Holy Spirit does. You know, he, he prompts you to go do things that, that, are, that are in his will. You know, healing is, it belongs to the children of God. When you see things that are out of order, you immediately, the spirit of God on the inside of you says, you know, it kind of pulls you in the right direction. And the only way that we stop it is if we extinguish it. And I'm probably be the first one to say I've extinguished it probably more times than I allow the spirit of God to move. The, um, the title of this particular message is Stand Up and Say Something. Look at somebody say, Stand Up and Say Something. Uh-huh. Stand Up and Say Something. <laughs> oh, glory to God. <laughs> Acts chapter 2, and I'm going to read verse 14 again. It says, um, I'm, I'm on this technology thing, so you got to bear with me. It says, then Peter, it says, but Peter standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Baby, can you get this for me as well? So I won't have to flip back and forth. She, she has these, Mike. How much you want me? 14? Yes. But Peter. You an ESV? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, boo. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, mm -hmm. let this be known to you. Stop there. It's, so there is a point in your faith walk. You can no longer be mute and stay in the obscurity of shadows, but rather let your voice be heard and say something. Um, I would kind of kind of equate this to uh, Brother Mike. <laughs> I mean, you know, he don't know I'm using him in the, in, in the sermon, but, but Brother Mike, he was, he was a little mute. He was a little, you know, not saying much. But you could tell when the Spirit of God start to 
used him or he allowed the spirit of God to move in him because now you can't shut the boy up. That boy be speaking the word of God and he don't care. You know why? Because like I said in the beginning, there is a boldness that comes on you when the spirit of God is using and moving on the inside of you. So he's just a testimony of if you allow God to use you, he will use you. And God is using Mike Livingston. And I can testify on that. We know prior to this occasion, um, prior to Peter standing up, we do understand that Peter was an outspoken person. um, But he remained silent when he denied Jesus three times. Um, And just to give you a little background on Peter, um, this is the same Peter who in John chapter 8, verse 10, he he cuts off a man's ear to protect Jesus. So I'm trying to um, give you a little picture of how Peter is. And and, and it says that it's it's the same Peter who who, um, Jesus said, come and and Peter came and walked out on water. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 29. And it's the same Peter also in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, whom Jesus said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It's the same Peter who in, in Matthew chapter 26, verse 69 through 75, denied Christ three times cowered down and remained silent about his faith. So I'm trying to get you to understand that that there can be a transition in your life. Sometimes you would cower down. Sometimes you would you would be a person who, who won't say anything and won't speak anything. But then it said during this time after that, the Holy Ghost had come upon him. He had boldness and he began to speak then. He wasn't afraid. Some of us would rather be like Peter used to be and be silent and stay in the shadows of Christianity. Keep your head low and hopefully no one identifies you as one of them. No one identifies you as one of those radical believers. Yes, those Bible-toting believers. I'm talking about those who, who, uh, who would say, pick up your bed and walk. Those type of believers. I'm talking about those tongue-talking believers. I'm talking about those holy dancing, running around the church, ain't nobody chasing them type believers. I'm talking about those who lift up their hands and praise God and shout hallelujah. Those type of believers. I'm talking about those radical believers. Many of us are trying so bad to fit in with the world and the world system, but the Bible specifically says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, come out from among them. That's what the Bible says, and it says, be ye separate, says who? Saith the Lord. The God says, we need, there should be a difference between the holy and the unholy, the righteous and the, and, and the unrighteous. We are different, so ain't no need to try to fit in with the world and the world system. So, but don't get me wrong and think we are not going to be successful in the earth or we shouldn't pursue things and be successful in the earth because the Bible says that the earth is whose? Uh-huh, the earthy, you, oh, y'all been reading your Bible. Psalms chapter 24, the Bible says the earth is your daddy's. 
and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So it belongs to my daddy. So why should not be successful in the world? Why should not? Just because I'm separated from the world and there's systematic ways of doing things doesn't mean I forfeit my right to rule. Come on, look at somebody say, it don't forfeit your right to rule. God, from the very beginning, gave his people the right to rule and have dominion. Genesis chapter 1 says that, but we've allowed things to get us out of position. Come on, look at the neighbor and say, it's time to reposition yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're going to be doing a lot of talking today because I'm not going to be up here very long. So go, come on and come on, come on. The train is moving. So, so look at somebody and say, get back in position. Stand up and say something. We should be running these businesses. We should be running these firms. We should be running these practices and this government because we have the heart of God. There shouldn't be anyone that don't know the Lord running these businesses, firms, government. Why? The earth is still the Lord's and the fullness thereof. This is ours. And we've allowed it to be swindled out of our hand by the enemy. But it belongs to you. Come on, y'all. It belongs. Understand, people of God, most of the people who are in these positions of authority and leadership and influence have as much relationship with God as the man in the moon. Many of them don't have relationship with God. Many of them, but, but the thing about it is what we do, we've um, endorsed these people just because they say they're Christians. <laughs> but we know that being Christian is more than just a Sunday thing. We know that, that being a Christian is more just when I feel like a thing. We understand that being a Christian is, is, um, is more than when it benefits me type thing. But rather, it's being like Christ. That is being a Christian. I'm going to be like Christ. I don't care how you treat me. I'm going to be like Christ. You can say all day long, I'm an apple tree. And you can even convince a lot of people you're an apple tree. But uh, I hate to be a bearer of bad news, but if you ain't bearing no apples, you ain't no apple tree. <laughs> you can go around. All day long, oh, I'm an apple tree. Ooh, I'm an apple tree. Throwing out things. And you can convince somebody that, oh, I'm an apple tree. Baby, no, no baby, you looks like you may be a cotton bush. <laughs> Some of us are saying and even um, deceiving ourselves and thinking that we are an apple tree. And the proof is in the pudding, baby. The proof, is, the proof is there. But the thing about it is, is we're trying to convince other people that we an apple tree. Uh-uh. <laughs> There's going to be a time and point in this particular service that um, when, when the time comes where if you're not an apple tree and you want to be an apple tree... There's a time and purpose where you can come up here and say, well, I'm not an apple tree, but I desire to be. It says it like this. If you want to be saved, you really want to be saved. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm breaking it down to. The apple tree is the one who's saving, bearing fruit. 
But some of us are not bearing fruit and still thinking that we're an apple tree and we're deceiving. Listen, nobody want to be deceived their whole life and bust hell wide open. No, I don't want I don't want to do that. I don't want to deceive myself thinking I'm in the body of Christ and I'm not bearing fruit. I'm bearing cotton balls. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be bearing apples for the Lord. Something, because listen, when you're bearing something like an apple, someone else can eat thereof and live. You can't eat that and live. Because what you're producing has to be something that someone can take of and live. If you're bearing something that someone cannot take of and live, you might be bearing the wrong stuff. <sighs> Acts chapter 2, verse 14. Read it one more time, baby. From the beginning? Yes. But Peter, standing with the eleven... Mm -hmm. It says, Peter, standing with the 11. Understand this. The posture of these particular believers um, back in this chapter, it says that they were sitting and the Spirit of God came and the Spirit of God did something in their life, right? But at this time, yeah, Peter stands up with the left because there is a boldness after the Holy Ghost comes up. You have to stand up. Some of us are still sitting down, but we have to stand up and say something. I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. I am saved. I'm sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe that God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that I'm able to ask, think, or even imagine. So now Peter, with the 11, stands up. I can just imagine them sticking their chest out in God. It's not that they're boasting and bragging about themselves. They're boasting in the Holy Ghost because now, guess what? Amen. I ain't scared no more. See, Peter, remember, he was scared because he denied three times. Girl, the girl came up to him and said, hey, aren't you one of them believers? No, I ain't one of them. And then he, another, another girl asked him, aren't you one of them believers? And then a third person asked him, hey, I know you, Jack. You one of them believers because your speech betrays you. See, the thing about it is your speech is going to betray you. Stand up and say something, because once you open your mouth, then people understand who you are in God, because your speech is different. Your talk is different. Your talk is lining up with the word of God. Come on, go ahead. And but Peter, standing with the eleven, uh -huh. lifted up his voice and addressed them, men of Judea and mm -hmm. all who dwell in Jerusalem. Okay. Let me, let me back up just, just a tiny bit. Baby, go, go back about four verses. Go ahead, read. See, you got me saying a whole lot of Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene mm -hmm. and visitors from Rome. Listen. Both. That's it. I wanted to get that part. And visitors from Rome. Listen, all these people heard um, these particular people speaking in their native language. 
when the Holy Ghost came upon them, they were speaking in their native language because obviously they had to be speaking in another language in order for them to say, hey, I hear them in my native language. They, they all had a common language where they all came in. You know, like um, the world's common language now is English. So just imagine now that they were all speaking English at that specific place, but from where they originated from, they still understood their native or their home or their mother language. So then once they were all together, um, they began to hear, wait a minute, I hear my, my native tongue, them saying stuff about God. Even if these boys had concocted this and knew that, who was going to be there and had a roster of the people that was going to be there and said, okay, you speak that language, you speak that one, you speak that one. But then what's, what, what solidified this for me, ah, it says, and the visitors, people that wasn't even scheduled to be there. These are, these are people who just happened to laissez-faire, come there and said, oh, what's going on in here? And them people heard somebody speaking in their native language. And then they said, oh, my goodness, there has to be something phenomenal going on here. Amen. Go ahead, read, baby. Go ahead. Go back to 14. Because it's important for us to stand up because when we stand up, it signifies something. It signifies that, that, um, that things are not going to be the same. When you stand, listen, some of us have to stand up in our own very lives and, and allow the enemy. Guess what? I'm not sitting down for this no longer. You've been holding me hostage under certain things too long, but we have to stand up in God and say, not another day longer will I be tormented by the enemy. Because some of us have been, been tormented by them. Because, listen, you blood washed, you blood believing, you believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, but you're bound. And there's no need for us to be bound when we can stand up and say something. The enemy will try to get us silent and say, okay, well, I'm going to make sure that these people stay silent. I'm, I'm, I'm going to condemn them and convict them. Make sure that they feel so guilty so they won't say nothing. How many ever have felt guilty and you just cowered back and didn't want to say nothing because you think people are going to see and people are going to be able to tell, oh, forget that. I'm not worried about people. I'm worried about salvation. I'm worried about God delivering my soul and God having free reign in my life. Amen. You got to stand up and say something. When you say something, listen, the heavens and earth move. Because guess what? You're speaking as God's mouthpiece and you're speaking the word of God. Once you start speaking and declaring the word of God, things happen. It says in the Bible, heaven and earth going to pass away, but the only thing that's going to remain standing is the word of God. So once you start speaking the word of God in your life, all demons got to bow. Come on and read. Men of Judea and those who dwell and all who dwell in Jerusalem, uh -huh. let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose. <laughs> so he said that these people here are not drunk, as you suppose. Um, 
I looked up the word drunk, and it's methuo, M-E-T-H-U-O. It's a strong concordance, um, number 3184, and it's a Greek word, methuo, and it says drunk in excess or, or, or drunk. So, um, and it's the same drunk that they were talking about in John chapter 2. Remember when Jesus turned the water into wine? <laughs> Jesus turned water into wine, and then, um, and then they were saying, they said, you know, while that they were, they were already inebriated already, and, and then he came and said, people usually give the good stuff, you know, at the beginning, not at the end. You done messed around and gave us the good stuff at the end. That's the drunk that they were talking about in um, Acts chapter 2, verse 15. It's, it's, it's the same type of word, methuo, drunk. So now they are trying to um, say that, that these people are drunk. These people are in a drunken fit. There is, there is, there is nothing um, serious going on about this. It is important in these days for us to begin to stand up because many people will take this as some type of clown show, some type of thing that is just uh, thrown away. But the thing about it is, this is the word of God. And we count this as holy and righteous and right. Go ahead and read some more. Since it, since it is only the third hour of the day. So I looked up the third hour. And for the Jews, they, they count things different than us who have um, the, um, we, we take things from the Romans or, or, or um, even the British have taken things from the Romans and, and they take it from, you know, midnight until, you know, to noon. We count that as half the day, and then from noon to, to the other part is the half. But, but the Jews count it as when the light first come out. That's day. <laughs> and, you know, they made it so simple. And when the lights turn off, it's night. Amen. Why we confuse it? <laughs> That just seems so. That just seems so elementary, and so I'm like, when I went over, I was like, well, that do make kind of sense, you know. God made the rules. <laughs> when the lights come on, it's day. It's time to get up. <laughs> when the lights turn off, go to bed. <laughs> you know, and and then so 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 the third hour was about nine o'clock in the morning. So that's why Peter was saying. You know, but nine o'clock in the morning. How are you saying these people drunk? So that's that's what gives it a little credence in saying, don't nobody get drunk at no nine o'clock in the morning. That's what Peter was saying. He's saying, You are saying these people are drunk. They're not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. Amen. Go ahead, baby. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. He's saying, Peter's saying, but this is what the prophet Joel was talking about. He's saying that the spirit of God is about to move. The spirit of God is moving. And when the spirit of God moves, things happen. And the thing about it is, in order to allow it to happen in your life, you've got to stand up and say something. Listen, I'm going to give you a little... Um, uh, Something that's going to happen in the future. Well, in chapter 3, Peter and John, he goes um, 
to uh, the temple and they see somebody on the ground and they're not doing well because they were crippled from their birth. And then they came and what, what happened? What did they do? Said something. Many of us, we don't say nothing. We see things. The Spirit of God prompts us. Spirit of God is saying, come on, just speak. Just say something. Just speak. As I give you utterance, go ahead and open your mouth. Listen, it's no indictment on you if it don't happen in your presence. Many people worry about us too much. I'm going to talk about me. I worry about me too much, how I'm looking before people. And if, if I say, get up, rise in the name of Jesus, and they don't rise in my presence, then I'm looked at as a failure in my own eyes. I'm looking as a fraud in my own eyes. And then some people may say, hmm, he ain't got no power. <laughs> Have, you, have, have anybody ever thought that way? You know, like, well, I'm not going to do it because what if it don't happen? Then I'm looking like a fraud. I'm looking like I don't even have faith. I'm looking like I don't have belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, that's a part of the enemy's tricks. And he gets us to the place where we don't say nothing. We see things, we see things all the time that shouldn't be. But we need people that would be, you know, First name, MLK. He stood up. He stood up and he said something. Wait, this is not right. When he stood up and said something, guess what? It may cost you your life to stand up and say something sometimes. But guess what? If you say something, you know what Pastor was saying, and even in prayer when we prayed this morning, he was saying about Stephen. Guess what? Stephen had to have been saying something about the word of God. That's why they stoned him. That's why. You know what? We, we don't want no opposition. But there's always going to be two teams, brothers and sisters. There's always going to be two teams. And, and the thing about it is, are you going to play for the right team? Are you going to say something and say, listen, what's, what's going on is, is it's not right. But the thing about it is, we're going to have to really get in our words some more so that we can know what to say and be in the spirit and, and allow the spirit of God to, to move on inside of us so that when we are going out, you know, we are moving in the spirit and letting the spirit of God to use us and, and move on the inside of us. Yeah, because this is, this is our hour and this is our time to be standing up and saying something, not allowing things to go because a whole lot of things, we see a whole lot of things that's not just not right. We see it. But we as the people of God, we should be the ones that's saying something. But what are we doing? Going around because guess what? I still look nice. I'm still driving nice. I'm still living in nice. Ain't nothing wrong with my four no more. Ain't, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with us. Ain't nobody in my family sick. So guess what? I'm just going to keep going on as if it's not happening. And what's, what's happening then is we're getting, our heart is getting calloused. Our heart is getting insensitive to what the Spirit is saying to us day by day. The Spirit of God is telling us day by day, come on, pray for that person. Come on, do this. 
go ahead and do that. Sow here. Um, give here. I want you to pray here. I want you to, you know, th th there's this person in, the, in, in this line. But, but God, I, I only have $5. I want you to give, give them, give them $4.50. What am I going to eat for lunch? Don't worry. I'll provide. But guess what? Most times we say, uh-uh, shoot, I'm going back into this hellhound work. <laughs> and I need my sustenance. <laughs> I need to eat. So therefore, we just say, forget about what we heard. Let me go ahead and get my, uh, my Chick-fil-A sandwich to go. And you eat it in the car, and you, and you go there and think, go as usual. But this is the hour and the time where things are, have to be not as usual. If you want something different, do something different. Yeah. Do something. I'm not saying do nothing weird. <laughs> we don't want a whole bunch of weird folk run around, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, we got capes on our backs and we going around, oh, boom, you know, no, we ain't talking about nothing there. We're talking about, you know, going in the, going in the modesty of God, going in the power of the Lord, you know, um, and, and just, and just doing what God is, is saying to do. Go in wisdom. That's it. Everyone's standing. I know it's 11 o'clock, but it's time to go. Good. Amen. Good. Oh, I know I'm good, and God is good, too, and we're ready to go. <laughs> we, and we're ready to go. We are, we, are, we, are, we are definitely ready to go. Because, because I believe that you've heard the word, but now we have to be doers of the word. And that's the most important thing, because we can preach all day, and we can... Preach until y'all start turning blue, until y'all eyes start rolling back in your head. You know, but guess what? You've heard the word. Now it's time for you to do something with it. It's time, like, uh, there was a word called parapatio. It is it's, it's, um, walking, walking your faith out. That's what it means. It means to walk, literally walk your faith out. What, what you heard, now it's time to put it in action. I've heard something. Now let me put it in action. So guess what? Things are going to come on this week to challenge the word that was sown in your heart. And the thing about it is, is what are we going to do? Are we going to listen to God? Listen, listen, I, I, listen, I tell you this because it's going to be a time where you're going to be like, it's kind of like, you know, anybody ever played double dutch? I used to watch my sister play double dutch double dutch or, or jump rope or whatever you want to call it. But there is a time where you have to wait. You just can't just jump in. You got to get your timing right. Because <laughs> if you don't jump in right, you're going to get slapped with the rope and you don't want to get slapped with the rope. So, so there's going to be a time even this week where it's going to be like, you're going to be like this. You're going to be in the grocery store trying to get your timing right. Trying to get, it was like, okay, God, am I hearing you? Am I hearing you right? I'm hearing you right. That's right. And then, and then guess what? Some of y'all going to do this. Just, just eyes closed and just jump on in and just start doing what God has told you to do. But other folks are just going to just try to slip in. Hey, sis, how you doing? You know, you know, but whatever and however God allows you to do it, brother, sister, go ahead and do it because someone's life is going to be impacted. Someone's life is really going to be changed by the word that's in your belly because of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God that's on the inside of us. Amen. So 
If there's anyone here that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ and you say, well, I really desire to get to know him because I, I want to do these things that he's requiring of me. Because I've been sitting on the sideline too long. I've been bench warming too long, and I'm tired of sitting on the bench. Because anybody's ever rode the bench, because listen, I rode the bench. You know, <laughs> the bench is not fun. <laughs> the bench is not fun. You know, it's time for you to get in action, get in the game. Get in the game again. Some of us has gotten in the game, but then we have gotten out of the game because something you prayed for, it didn't happen. And you said, well, I guess I don't have it. I guess the Spirit of God is not really moving on the inside of me. So you just stopped. Listen, don't stop. Keep on moving. Keep on being in the game because guess what? God is going to use you. Even God used you that last time, but you just didn't see it. Some of us, some, some of us don't, don't know how God is going to do it. But you just trust God that, hey, God, whatever you're doing, whatever you, however you use me, go ahead and do it. Someone's life is really going to be changed. All right. So, so if someone wants to know the Lord Jesus Christ, come on up. All right. We're not going to prolong the service. So for everyone else that know that this sermon really hits you, just go ahead and close your eyes before the Lord and, and let's just pray before God because we want God to really change our lives. Get us, you know, allow us to um, have this boldness again. Let us have the spirit of God move freely in us again and not be scared. So let us pray before our God. Father, we love you. We appreciate you so much. We thank you for this opportunity and this chance again to just come before you and just tell you our issues and tell you what's going on as we're in the field. Because, Father, we're in the field, God. We are working in the field. You said, Lord God, that the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. But, Father, Lord God, these people here, they say they have relationship with you. We say we have relationship with you. We say we desire to be used of you, God. So, Father, use us in this last day. Use us in this last hour. We pray, Lord, that you would move in us. Allow us not to be afraid again. Allow us to do as our brother Peter did and stood up and spoke and said something and said, hold up. No, what you think is a, is a clown show is the spirit of God moving and the spirit of God will deliver. Spirit of God will do what the spirit of God wants to do. So, Father, have your way in us and allow, even as Peter um, spoke the sermon, Lord, that over 3,000 souls gave their life to Christ. I pray, Lord, that each one who have heard this word, that they would minister this word out. And once they minister this word out, souls will be added to the body of Christ. Hallelujah. By our testimony, by our life living, Lord, someone will be one to the body of Christ. And I pray that our lives will never be the same again. I pray that we'll never be fearful again. Another day in our life, we'll go in the boldness of the Holy Spirit. We do love you, we honor you, and we bless you. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, majesty, dominion and power, both now, henceforth, 
and forevermore. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.